Entrepreneurship and business ownership doesn't have to be an emotional roller coaster. Here's how to get off the ride. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And our listeners did not fill my inbox this weekend. I have no listener questions, which I think is kind of an epic record for Monday. Usually I have like a handful. Sometimes I get my whole week's worth of questions over the weekend. So no listener questions in my inbox today, which means you guys are listening to me ramble about a topic of my choice. And one of the things that keeps coming up, and I saw it at least, oh gosh, I think I saw it like four times last week, um, a couple of times the week before, and then it was a quote in my inbox right um, as I was starting my work day today. And it just was like, yep, this is the thing I need to talk about today. And it's this idea that people constantly talk about how business ownership on entrepreneurship and leadership are roller coasters that one day you're flying high and then the next day you're flying low like a Frank Sinatra song, right? And it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that there's something to be said for the allure and the drama and the glamour that comes with the highs and the lows of the hustle in entrepreneurship. I think it makes people feel kind of good about themselves, like they're in something, they're a part of something, they're in the in crowd and they're doing it, right? If they can feel those dramatic highs of like an awesome win if they can go to the lowest of the lows when things don't work out the way they want and then rise again like a phoenix from the ashes. It's exciting. It's dramatic. And it's completely unnecessary. That sign of hustle that sign of grinding it out, all of those images that come with entrepreneurship are ridiculous when you look at them. Because strong, stable business foundations cannot be built on highs and lows. It does not have to be a part of the picture of your life. It does not have to be a part of the picture of your business. You can stay steady. You miss out on the drama. You miss out on the glamour. But you can build a business that stands the test of time, that stays steady through the waves, that just stands still in the face of adversity. And one of the ways you really need to do that is to choose that you want off the ride. I get that it feels like you're part of the in club when you can say, oh my gosh, yesterday was awesome and now today I can't see the end. You know, it feels like you're like doing it. It's the like mythical allure of business ownership, but it's nonsense and it doesn't serve a purpose. And I see the same thing for non-business owners. So I think this episode is going to apply to you too. People who find allure and mystique and maybe even pride in this idea that they can have like these amazing days and then crash and burn and then rise up and have another amazing day. And in the mental health world, quite frankly, we call that bipolar sometimes. And in the business world, we call 
call it a lack of direction and a lack of focus because we cannot maintain a plan. We cannot stay the course when we're constantly reacting. And one of the ways I see people do this all the time, that always baffles my mind because this doesn't happen in corporate. Um, but with business ownership and business leadership opportunities and entrepreneurs, we hear it all the time. The amount of time business owners check in about their feelings. I am a mindset coach and I can tell you it's flipping absurd that we don't, we shouldn't be checking in on how we're doing, what we're feeling, what it feels like every damn minute of the day. Like this is business. This is our job. We're running our job. We're setting our own schedule. We're defining our own to-do list, but we should not constantly be the victim of the flights of fancy of the world around us. So much so that we're having a really emotional day and don't really think we can get it together or we need to go in a corner and hide for a little while. Like it doesn't work. And these are the conversations that get entirely too much energy and entirely too much, too much oxygen in the online business space. It becomes a support group for nonsense rather than what part of this simply comes with the choice of doing business. Because when you were choosing to be a business owner, when you're new and you're established, yourself, you are putting yourself out there all the time. It is non-negotiable and you may be nervous and you may be scared and you may be unsure, but why spend so much time giving those thoughts and feelings airtime and oxygen? Why are we giving that the spotlight rather than what happens if we take the spotlight and we put it on what it feels like after we did the thing? Because the reality is, is any fear you felt, any trepidation you felt comes with the territory of being a business owner. You chose it. So why would we give energy and oxygen and fuel the flames of a fire of things that make us feel small, that make us feel reactive, that make us feel insecure, rather than tuning into our boss identity and our boss awareness to know that this is what comes with the territory of owning a business. Some days we really are going to feel confident as anything, and other days we're going to be scrambling to find crumbs of the remaining confidence that we had just the day before. That's what it that's what it's like. And that's what it is. And I think one of the things that happens because there's so many social media um, opportunities to talk and to share is that people sort of gather around the hard and they sort of circle the bandwagons around the hard rather than not just celebrating the wins, right? Like the successful client that you launch or the product that, you know, exceeds expectations, but just having a good day. Like I knew what I was doing today. I had a schedule and I kept it. I got to take a break at one o'clock in the afternoon to talk to a girlfriend. I got to do this. I got to do that. If we keep our eyeballs on the things that go well, on the benefits of entrepreneurship, on the pluses of business ownership, if we can highlight and put a, a spotlight on the things that make it like why we want to do it in the first place, our mental health will be so better off 
Because sometimes when I listen and watch all of the conversations that are happening online across all of the forums and all of the groups, and it's so funny, everybody listening right now is going to think I'm talking about them. But like, we're ridiculous. Because like, what? Like, of course, we're going to be insecure. And of course, we're going to doubt ourselves. And of course, we're going to be like, I have no idea what the F I'm doing. Why are we talking about it all the time. Because I wonder what happens if we remind ourselves we chose this. This is the life we said we wanted because it seemed better than the life we had. We wanted this work path because it seemed to X, Y, and Z instead of A, B, and C. So yeah, it's hard, but this is what makes it great. And if we recognize that we cannot afford to be reactive every time it feels like life isn't going our way, every time it feels like it's scary and making us feel insecure, if we stop giving those feelings attention, oxygen, air, do they just go away? If it's just like par for the course, you know, I was thinking the other day, um, that when I was a junior, when did I do this? Um, it was a junior in college. I was a junior in college. Um, I had like a, a benign, um, kind of thing on my thyroid. I'm blank. Uh, I think it was called a goiter. That's what it was. I knew it was a G word. So I had this goiter on my thyroid that needed to be taken out. And as a result, I have a scar across my neck. And when immediately after the surgery, it was red and puffy. Um, and it, it looked, <laughs> it looked like something bad had happened to me. Um, but over the years, it faded. It's largely flesh colored now. And most people who meet me, even though, you know, I wear V-neck tops all the time, it won't be the first thing they notice about me. But I can tell you that for the first several years, that scar like was the only thing I looked at in the mirror. I was constantly putting like vitamin E oil on it because I heard that that would help with scar diminishing. And I was constantly focusing on the color of the flesh. And if it seemed more swollen, one day if it was more noticeable wearing a red shirt because it would seem more pink than if I wore like a green shirt would it blend in I was obsessed so I saw it all the time because it was the thing I focused on and then at some point in time other things started taking up the airspace other things started filling my attention I didn't notice it I didn't pay attention I wasn't constantly checking and it got to the point where I forgot about it because it was just part of my body and it was the thing I see all the time. And I would love it if we could do that with some of the emotions that come with entrepreneurship, or if you're not owning a business and you're not in a leadership position, but simply come with a life of daring greatly, of recognizing that we want to be in good moods. We want to be positive people contributing positive energy into the world around us. In order for that to happen, we have to be intentional about it. We have to make decisions of what we're choosing to accept, what's par for the course, and then what we're, you know, really going to give our time and attention to in terms of 
um, adjusting, trying to work through process and come to a greater understanding of it. And one of the rules of thumb I have for people is give it the 48-hour rule. A lot of people like the 24-hour rule, and I've actually talked about a different 24-hour rule here on the show at times, but 48 hours. Like if something happens and you got super nervous and you doubted yourself or you got off course and you didn't follow your schedule or you sent out like 10 cold call emails and nobody got back to you or you followed up with a you know five clients and nobody was interested whatever the win-loss record is that you're focusing on if you just wait two days if you say you know what I'm not going to think about this right now I'm going to see how I feel about it in two days how much of the stuff that we give oxygen and air time to how much of the stuff that we use to fan the flames and the drama would just dissipate on its own my guess is a lot The other thing, too, is creating intention and how we interact with our world. Because so much of what ends up happening, so many reasons why people are talking all the time about having a bad day or needing to hide in the corner or getting discouraged or, you know, whatever the the verbiage is of the day. So much of it is reacting. I wanted this to happen. It didn't happen. Um, I hoped for this. I worked for this. It didn't happen. But there's other ways to set yourself up for success. There's other ways of being intentional. I choose to be a positive person in my casual interactions with um, society. I choose to be somebody who is going to make eye contact and smile at three random people today. Uh, You know, those types of things. How can you look for, and you've heard me say this before, and I have a whole podcast episode on it dedicated to it, but how can you look for the green lights? How can you look for the things that are going well, that are going your way? But not only that, how can you perceive the opportunity to create green lights for other people? Because one of the, like, I was thinking about this the other day and I was talking to a friend and this is part of the interaction that made me think about creating a podcast episode out of this was I was talking about how, like, I still can't believe how well this move across the country has worked out for my husband and I. And I can feel I, you know, prior, the move was really stressful and scary. So my mental health took a hit during that period of time of transition, but largely I've been in good mental health for several, you know, for quite a, quite a while now. But so it was good to begin with before the transition. But now after the transition, on many days, and in many instances, I think to myself, I'm happier than I believed I could be. I heard my husband say sometime last week, like, I'm happier than I remember being before I got hurt, which is huge, big, like for me, that's everything, right? Um, But it's this idea that when I look at why, yes, it's because life is good. Yes, it's because the decisions we've made are largely working out for us. But I was also thinking about my casual interactions in the environment that I have. The fact that when I go to the grocery store, people say good morning. When um, I go to my coffee shop, people remember my coffee now, like all of the different little subtle community interactions I have with service people, the the friendliness, just the, the ease of things. And the example I have is like a couple of weeks ago, I was in line at the grocery store and there were only two lines open and everybody's been there at some point in time. The express line had like, you know, 10 to 12 
carts in, in line. And then the one other line, um, the regular cashier line had just as many carts. And everybody was like, oh, wow, this is really off for them. They're having an off day. Um, but we were laughing and joking and people were like comparing my cart to their cart. And, you know, <laughs> I remember joking and coming home <laughs> to my husband and being like, it was like freaking Mayberry. But it was this idea that it was really clear to me that people had intention to just be in a good mood, to like be relaxed about it. Because the East Coast attitude about that, like that would have been some heavy grumping um, back on the East Coast. But everybody just kind of rolled with the punches. And you heard me talk a little bit about that at the end of last week too. But it's this idea that if you have a good intention to bring um, warmth, friendliness, and connection into your interactions, you might receive that in kind. If you have an intention to not let the hard parts be as heavy as they have the potential to be, that might lighten things up. To see that up and down roller coaster as having less appeal. The reality is, and I can tell you this now, I've, I've been here on the West Coast, I think we're heading into our seventh month now, I can tell you that happiness is boring. <laughs> like, it, it was, I had more things to talk about on the podcast, right? When I was like, and now I'm scared about this, and now this is happening, and this is awful, and I'm crying here, and I'm crying there. Like, when it's hard, and it's a struggle, the the roller coaster is so tempting, because we get that release of tension. We get that release of emotion. Happiness and contentment are largely boring. That doesn't mean that they're not something to aspire to, that you can't find joy, energy, and purpose from the quiet times. Because I think a lot of times people seek out the, the, the drama, the heightened awareness to everything, and they pay too much attention to the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. They give those ups and downs too much glory. They sort of put it on the pedestal as the roller coaster rather than really asking yourself, do you want to be on a roller coaster? Like you own your own business or you have your own dream in your personal life, but do you want to like be in the front of the car going up, up, up with your eyes closed and your hands up? And do you want that crash and burn feeling? Because you can choose to run your life with intention. You can choose to manage your mood, to be less reactive, to give the real honest to goodness hurts in life, their time and attention. And I promise you, not every single thing is an honest to goodness hurt. <laughs> not everything is an honest to goodness energy. We don't need to be giving our time and our attention to every little hurt, largely made up of first world problems that we've created ourselves by choosing to own businesses. Are they going to get us down sometimes? Yes. Are we going to feel like we've knocked down, gotten back up, knocked down, gotten back up, knocked down, gotten back up a thousand times? Of course. But how how much do we want to give that attention? How much do we want to talk about it? How much do we want that to be the focus of our lives? And what happens if that choice gets to be something we own, determine, and plan for ourselves? I decided a while ago that I wasn't down with the whole 
you know, grind and hustle mentality that came with entrepreneurship. I also decided that like I ran a brick and mortar pretty slow and steady at a good income for 10 years. And I never once described it as a roller coaster. Sometimes I would talk about ebb and flow. Um, there were certainly like busy seasons and slower seasons, but it was never this like heart attack inducing, you know, um, adrenaline pushing rate and it doesn't have to be. If you're finding that it is for you, I would really encourage you to do some self-reflection, to look at how much you're contributing to that, to how much the people around you are contributing to that by enabling the conversations without pushing you to look at how you can make a change to it. Because if you like the idea of remaining steady, I'm not even saying slow and steady here. I'm not saying you have to be, you know, the tortoise in the race. Like you still can be the hare. You could still like run this thing. But to stay the course, to know what you're choosing, that there's going to be wins and losses and some days are going to be better than others, but it comes with the cost of doing business. And this is something you've chosen. And it's true if this is the change that you're building in your own life. It's largely something you've chosen. And if you can encourage yourself to aspire to stay steady rather than get on the ride, you might find yourself feeling stronger. You might find yourself feeling more confident, more capable, more able. Because when you're going up and when you're going down, it is really hard to find your equilibrium. You get off balance. You get a distorted view of things when you're rushing and going super fast and moving from up to down and all around. So I'm encouraging you to just pause, to feel it, acknowledge it, because we've talked a thousand times about what stuffing does and not acknowledging it and minimizing it can cause just as much damage. But to really do a quick gut check, is this something that's going to require this much time and attention in two days? Or if I just let it go, will it be gone? Am I creating an ongoing problem by skipping it? Or if I skip it today, will it really just go in the dust? If you do a gut check on that, my guess is you will find your keys to staying steady. It is a balance because the like if you all, <laughs> not for nothing, if you all stay steady all the time, I am quickly out of work. But it is like I know that business comes with the mind hiccups. I know that it comes with a lot of emotions. That's why I'm in business. But I am going to start to introduce this con conversation around the idea that maybe we're looking at too many emotions. Maybe it doesn't have to be this up and down, this all around. Maybe we can control the course. I want you to look at your lives. I want you to look at the things that are stressing you out, the things that you're reacting to, the things that are getting your time and attention. And if you feel as though you can't make heads or tails of it, if you really think it needs this much of your time or it's causing you this much distress, that's a perfect question to send me because <laughs> as we started this podcast episode, no questions in the inbox, which means you might have to hear me ramble again tomorrow. But that's a good way to get perspective 
perspective, to look at what you're reacting to, to, send it to me. I'll give you my two cents. I'll give you a way of reframing it because I want you to be the driver's seat in your lives and your businesses. And part of that means staying steady, seeing the obstacles coming, and rather than fighting through them, figure out the detour. You know, the other day I was riding with my husband and I was heading on a highway I'd never been on and then all of a sudden like as luck would have it um there was a mattress in the middle of the road and I I dodged it and we didn't get into an accident um but it sure scared the crap out of me and I found my legs shaking and I found my hands shaking and my breath was you know sort of rattled and you know my husband just put his hand on mine he's like you did a really good job you like you dodged that and I was like oh my god what a you know and I was going over all the things and he's like you did a great job. Yeah, you got scared, but you did a great job. That mattress is behind us. Let's just keep going. And, you know, smart. He he must be married to a mindset coach, huh? Smart man. But he was right that I could have spent the rest of the ride and we still had like 35 minutes to go going, oh my God, what else is going to happen? Where else is the next obstacle going to be? Or I could tune into the fact that I got scared, but I nailed it. I figured it out. I was going, well, I don't probably need to say my speed limit. <laughs> my speed on this show, but let me tell you, on the freeways, they move a little bit faster than on the East Coast. Um, and I figured it out. So I can spend time looking at how hard it was, how scary it was, how I'm still, like, you know, nervous in this new area, or I could just say an obstacle happened and I nailed it. That's my challenge to you guys. That's where I want you examining things, where you're putting your lens, how you're looking, and how much of the stuff currently weighing you down is stuff that can simply be put in your rear view mirror. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I hope I've sparked some questions. I've hoped I got you thinking about your lives and businesses. And if you want my two cents on your problem, please, please find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. I'll pick up the discussion wherever it finds us tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.